Welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I am your host, Tatiana Kuto, and I am a master mindset coach, and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create your best life possible. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, life, happiness, and success, then you are in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you see the potential within yourself, to be able to break the limiting beliefs and habits that are holding you back, and to help you feel inspired to get clear with who you are in order to create the life you desire. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Radiant Life Podcast. I am so excited for today because I am sitting across the Zoom room (laughs) with Erin Bogdan and she is an authenticity and soul purpose activator helping unfulfilled goal goal getters ditch their self-doubt and that not enough mindset to help them become their most confident, capable, authentic self. And she's here today to share her story on how she got here and talk to you guys a little bit more about overcoming the self-doubt, not enough mindset that we all can have. So welcome, Erin. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm so, so amazingly excited to be here. I uh, just want to share too that I'm so blessed and honored that we've been connected and that, you know, I really love everything that you, Tatiana, bring forth and create. And I just love that we're vibing in this way, uh, in this space. Thank you. I know me too. I think this just shows the power of like online and social media. I've made so many amazing connections with people, friends that like, I sometimes make the deepest connections online. And so make sure you take advantage of that. Everybody who's listening, (laughs) like reach out to people on social media and make connections because you can make really beautiful friendships. So Aaron, before we get into all of the information, I hope, please forgive me. My neighbors are walking outside and that was loud. Um, all the information that you have to share for the listeners today. Can you share a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and your story on how you got to where you're, where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, who I am, you know, that question was such a big question for me when I began this journey, because I didn't realize when I started my whole spiritual awakening process that I had no fucking clue who I was. <laughs> and so Don't to, we all, right? Yeah. <laughs> who I truly was. And today who I am is I'm just quite honestly, I am. I just, I am and I exist and I'm free to be me, which is like really, really powerful and really, really potent. Um, and so the people that I helped, what you, which, what you said, shared in your introduction around really helping go-getters break free from that self-doubt and that not enough mindset, that is my story. That is my journey. That's what led me to, to do the work that I do and led me to coach the people and help the people that I help is I lived it. I experienced it. And, um, now I embody it. So a little bit about my journey and my experience, um, I, I guess I'll give you the shortest version, which is uh, back in 2012, I found the rooms of Al-Anon, which is for people, family and friends of alcoholics. Basically, my sister was struggling at the time with uh, addiction for probably eight to 10 years of her life. 
And that was the first moment or the first experience that was really a catalyst to my growth and a catalyst to my transformation in that when I went into those rooms, I had no fucking clue who I was. And I didn't realize that I was so busy being the people pleaser, taking care of everyone else, being a giver, you know, overextending myself. And um, when I had to sit with the question, like, what are my needs? What are my wants? What are my desires? I truly had no idea what, what any of that was or meant for me. For so long in my life, I had um, disconnected from my needs, from my wants. I didn't know that my needs were important or existed or mattered for that fact, just because I was so busy taking care of everyone else's needs. So to make a long story short, um, fast forward to 2017, I ended up being connected, also listening in on a podcast, connected to my mentor. And uh, I just, he was talking about following your purpose, your passion, and really waking that up. So I went on a retreat to Bali in 2017. And that really turned my world upside down, because that was the first taste of what I had into of understanding and knowing we are not our limiting beliefs, we are not our thoughts, we are not our stories, we are not our emotions, we are not our feelings. We're none of those things, but we show up in life identifying with those pieces of ourselves that um, are fragmented parts of who other people have defined for us to be. And that was a really liberating and really freeing experience. In that moment, I really tapped into my power, tapped into my voice, um, stepped into my divine feminine energy because so for so long I was operating from the masculine, always needing to do, always needing to accomplish, always needing to get shit done. And then from there, I ended up uh, taking a year off. I left my corporate job and I had my daughter in 2018. And then I started my coaching program in 2019, where I work with that same mentor and dove deep within myself to heal a lot of the trapped and suppressed emotions and traumas that I held on to, my suppressed anger, sadness, frustration, uh, you know, from just basically not getting my needs met at the level that I needed them to be met from uh, not feeling fully loved, from not feeling truly worthy and not feeling truly ever enough. And through that process of healing is, and through that process, I also knew that intentionally I was doing a coach training program, but my intention behind it was to become a clear channel vessel and guide to you know, flush out that stuff to be able to hold this space and create the container to help my clients experience the, the, the same transformation that I myself went through. So that's a little bit of a long slash short version. <laughs> I'm happy to go into deeper if need be, yeah. but yeah, that's what brought me here to this moment. I love it. I love it. So I want, I have a few questions. So you went on the retreat, right? What made, what made you feel called to go on that specific retreat? And like, were you in a place where you like, were doubting yourself still at that time? Cause I mean, I bet like, that's a trip. That's an investment. Like where, like what made you take that leap to go do that? Yeah. I have such chills when you ask that question because I totally didn't trust myself at all <laughs> Like when I made that decision. I mean, like I was in the space of doubting myself and not trusting myself. Right. But what was really crazy was I truly believe now, I mean, I didn't see it in the moment, but like that we're always being guided to where we need to go. And there's no other way of describing it other than the fact that when I, I was, I was a corporate recruiter. I was traveling from Maryland to New Jersey. I was listening to this podcast on a drive, like at 10 o'clock at night. Right. And this guy, whatever he's talking about, it just 
speaking to my soul. There's no other way of describing it that the words that he's talking about, about being, you know, on purpose, being living in your truth, living in your passions. I'm like, here I'm in a place feeling so empty, alone, frustrated, depleted, not happy. And I'm like, this is what I want. This is what mm -hmm. I want to be lit up, to be on fire, to be excited. And so when I was receiving what he was sharing, it's no other way of describing it other than that. Like my heart knew, I knew in that moment, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Cause at that point I wasn't in touch with my intuition, but some part of me said so strongly that if you don't do this, you're going to regret this epically. And mm. I felt the pool so strongly in my heart that that night I got home at like maybe 1130 and I still went on, I went directly onto his website. I went directly onto his retreat. It was like, if you're this, if you're this, if you're this, if you're this, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Apply. Um, <laughs> so it took a shit ton of courage. Uh, and my husband, when I told him about it, that thought I was batshit crazy because I was going to travel halfway around the world, not even knowing what the retreat was totally about. Um, but what I feel like for people and listeners to know is that there is a part deep within yourself that truly knows there is mm. a part that when you give yourself permission to listen and be still and honor what you're feeling in your body those feelings are going to always your body is always going to lead the way and it's always going to share your truth and so something I'll share that I'll share with people is that you know if you think about the worst moment in your life uh, that happened to you and you close your eyes and you remember that experience you're going to feel some sort of way you know a lot of people feel tightening a closing a you know uh, fear terror whatever it is feel some sort of sensation. And then if you flip it and feel the best moment in your life, you're going to feel heart open, excitement, you know, chills, whatever it is you experience, but knowing that basically your body communicates to you in those sensations. And so for me in that moment, it was like, I was so like, fuck yeah, heart open, tingles, chills. Like I went on after listening to that, listen to his trailer for it. And I mean, I just, my body was just so like, yes, we're like, yes. Yes, we're doing this. And um, I'll stop here. But one thing I just want to share is in that moment, I still had a lot of fear. So it's like honor, having the courage to honor what you're feeling and also allowing the fear to also be there too. Yeah, because fear doesn't always necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It's just more of like, holy shit, like this is unknown territories. Like I'm so uncomfortable, but usually... Like you, should, you know, there's two, I feel like there's two different kinds of fears, but that type of fear feels more of like on the other side of that is transformation, which is what happened for you. Right. And like circling back to what you said about the body, I a hundred percent believe that. Like I felt the same way when I quit my corporate job and moved down to Florida. It's just like that feeling in your body, like your heart starts to race and you get excited. And, and I think that's the issue with society is that we're so disconnected from ourselves, our intuition, our bodies. Like we know, right. Like Think about like when you go into a room and like you talk to someone like and you just get like a weird hunch or a weird gut feeling like that person just isn't my vibe or there's something off. We don't know how to trust ourselves when to listen and when not to, right? And like really tap it in. Like I remember for me, I would drive to corporate. I would be crying to work every day, but like my body was telling me, get the fuck out. This isn't for you, right? And I, it took me a while to listen. And then once I listen, like you, you break free from the chain chains, but it's literally tuning in and being like, listen, like close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and ask yourself the question for whatever it is you need to do. 
your body will tell you, right? So I'm glad that you just brought that in because I just feel like so many of us are disconnected with our bodies. Something I just want to say on that with corporate is so true. Like when I walked into my job every day and, you know, I had a pretty good job that, you know, could be fulfilling, but I felt like my soul, this isn't what I would describe it as. My soul was being sucked out of my being. Like when the minute I walked into those doors, I felt so stifled and so suppressed that, um, yeah. Your yeah. body's always communicating. Like to you. we're not, you really think we were put on this earth to go to school for whatever, how many years, how many years, and then become slaves to our desk? Like, no, no. <laughs> and if you're living that life right now, it's okay, but just make sure you're happy doing what you're doing. Cause if you're not, you need to get out or you need to do something better because don't waste your life for a company that will, I mean, come on, 2020 really showed people like you're just a number and you can easily be replaced, unfortunately, but that's the truth. Right. And so if you feel like your soul is just like screaming to be atta- like given attention and listened to, like, this is your sign go listen to, <laughs> go listen to your soul. Um, anyway, so I love, I love your story. I love that you really like just took that leap of faith. I mean, like you went to Bali, which is one of my goals. I want to go to Bali so bad. It was a beautiful, so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. oh, they're closed still, I think. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're closed. So hopefully they reopen. Um, awesome. So, so you went through your journey and that was really like a pivotal moment. It sounds like for you that you were like, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm putting myself first. And so now, I mean, that takes a lot of courage to go there. It takes a lot of courage to become a coach, honestly, and putting ourselves out here and helping others. So how did you transition into that a little bit? Yeah, like, uh, it took a shit ton of courage because also a part of my journey was when I went back to work, mind you, it was after, um, having my daughter. So I basically after Bali went back to work for, that was July of 2017. So I didn't go out on maternity leave until probably like April. So another year or less, Mm -hmm. slightly less than a year, I was back in corporate and imagining having this huge transformational, soul, soul (laughs) expansive experience, and then shrinking back into the life of, you know, (laughs) what you're actually living. Um, But, you know, so many people have said this to me and I didn't truly get it until I've been living it is to trust divine timing. And so it was like in that moment of expansion, my being of who I was, was different, was changing. And it's like, um, setting the intention of what do I want for my life? And even though it was back in corporate doing the same thing, I knew deep down inside my intention was to, uh, really be serving in a deeper way. And I didn't need to know what that meant. Cause at the time I didn't really know what that meant. Um, but anyway, long story short, when I came back from maternity leave, I came back in Savannah was nine months, no, four, six months, four to five months old. And then I was there until she was nine months old. And that took a lot of courage to leave because ultimately what ended up happening was they were, mer- they were eliminating my job. They were taking four jobs, merging it into one. And they wanted to take, a, they wanted me as a new mom to take that on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're uh, listeners are mothers or fathers, but that's stressful for someone without kids, let alone someone that's coming back fresh as a new mom and nursing and pumping and, and all these extra things. So 
that was a moment of honoring my truth of having the courage and saying to myself, I can't do this, number one. And number two, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. The role they wanted me to have wasn't aligned to my passion of training. I was in a training role. They wanted me to pivot into a community uh, employee, like diversity and inclusion space um, around managing our employee resource groups, which I like doing, but I wasn't truly lit up on fire about it, right? So I had to have that conversation with my manager and just openly and honestly speak to her to say, look, I'm not fulfilled doing this. And number one, I don't have the capacity to do it as a new mom. And something that I learned from Bali that my mentor would always say is no matter when you honor your truth and when you speak it from a place of compassion and love, it serves everyone. Mm. And it doesn't serve us to hold our truth in. Um, and so in that moment of sharing that with her, uh, she was like, let's loop in HR. Let's see what your options are. And to be quite honest, I didn't have many options, but one of my options was leaving. And I was like, flat out asked, well, are you going to offer me a severance package? Because I'd been there for 10 years. I said, like, are you offering me a severance package? And she said, yeah, we could consider that. So in that moment, it was like, and mind you as well, you know, having another mouth to feed, uh, being the primary breadwinner in my household, like that's scary shit to say goodbye to your corporate, corporate, cushy corporate career that has a pretty nice salary to be like, I'm just going to like say, fuck it. And and uh, feel what feels good. But what really brought me through that moment is when you are authentically aligned, everything in life is happening for you. And so mm. when you greet the moment with what's arising and when you can take action that's authentically aligned, like in that moment when I sat with it and I felt like, am I truly being called to leave? Like, is this the moment that I need to say yes? And I felt, yes, you need to say yes. And yes, you need to leave. And yes, it may be scary. But in that moment, if it's truly authentically aligned, when you take the leap of faith, you are going to be supported. You know, these last two years after making, or now three years after making that decision, I've been supported this entire time. I can't describe how or what or what, but I've never been in a place of need. I mean, that's mm. beautiful, right? Yeah. So having trust and like knowing when you're on the path, like what you need will be delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So during that time period, cause I know you help your clients a lot with like the, not the, the self doubt, were you experiencing the self doubt and how did you like overcome that? And how, how do you help now your clients overcome that? Yeah. I'm trying to think back to that moment because it feels so long ago. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like, fun to like tap back in. Yeah. Uh, did I have any self-doubt in that moment? I don't think in that, okay, in that moment, no. But when I had went to Bali, I had a shit ton of self-doubt. Okay. Um, you know, like I felt, again, what I was called to do to say yes to Bali as well. But in that moment after making that decision of hitting apply, I'm like, oh my God, am I doing this? Are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> People are going to think you're crazy. Like my inner voice <laughs> went into overdrive. Not only that, but like I had people in my life literally saying, like my mother had said to me, you're going to go to Bali. You're never coming. These were her words. You're never coming back. You're going to be like sex trafficked. You don't know what's, you know, <laughs> you don't oh know what you're getting into. So it was like, talk about like not only my self-doubt, but then taking in everyone else's opinions of how I should be living my life and not feeling my self-doubt. And so when I look back, 
to, in a place of, in my career, whenever I entered into a new role and I had four different roles in that, in that one company, I was always a strong performer. I was always someone that was driven, motivated, a high achiever, but I was never fully confident in my capability. I always had to look outside of myself to everyone to affirm that I was doing a good job. And I had a lot of self-doubt of like, well, like, or imposter syndrome even of like, am I truly capable of doing this? Mm. Um, And what I've come to learn is that the self-doubt or the questioning of ourselves stems for a lot of our a lot of people from our childhood of number one where were we not able to where were we shown that trusting ourselves was you know bad or not safe and what I mean by that is like how many times have so many people myself included have had an experience and it was invalidated no you don't feel that way you shouldn't feel that way why do you feel that way like Mm. that didn't happen you know or like how many times this is very simple but like when you think about being cold and if you're in an office setting and you say oh like I'm cold and you ask someone else are you cold why do you (laughs) need to ask someone else that you're cold to validate that it's fucking cold you're cold right so it's like in we just our condition for a lot of ourselves to doubt our experience because other people are saying our experience is not what we're experiencing Mm. or we witness our parents or caretakers or whoever, you know, is most around us. We witness them not trusting themselves or they're putting them putting their trust outside of themselves into external, you know, things like anything like, you know, how many people have problems with like, for me right now, I'm struggling with my gut. And like, it was really a process of like, in the beginning, I started seeking different solutions and nutritionists, you know, Ayurvedic specialist, like a functional medicine doctor, but I'm like, I'm just putting all my trust outside of myself instead of listening and honoring Mm. what's truly already there for me to receive. So that's a little bit on the self doubt piece. And then in terms of how I help people cope with that, it's really cultivating the deep relationship with themselves. That's where it comes into play is that this betrayal that we've experienced, it's a self-betrayal, right? We basically learn to betray ourselves, to fit in, to be liked, to be accepted, to receive love, to, you know, jump up and down, hit our head, rub our belly at the same time, do the little dance to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be loved, to be validated. And so we turn off parts of ourselves to fit in. And that self-betrayal process is like the deepest betrayal that there is that we can do. And so really this dealing with the self-doubt is healing the deeper wounds around the self-betrayal and cultivating that relationship with ourselves so that we can start to really know and validate our own experience and, 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 um, you know, see the beauty of everything that we are, everything that we have to offer. And through cultivating that relationship with ourselves, that's where the self-doubt is really, truly healed. Yeah. Wow. You said all of that so beautifully. I'm like, wow, that just explains it in such a deep, powerful way. For those listening, do you have a, like one tip that they can do to start cultivating that relationship with ourselves? Because I, I like, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean, growing up, I used to seek validation or confirmation through everything. And this, for me, manifested in me being indecisive, aka not trusting myself. And I had to like make sure that what I thought or like, 
should I wear this or should I do like I always had to have somebody like confirm it because I didn't trust that self I didn't have that relationship with myself um do you have like a tip on like Mm -hmm. a step that they can do to start building that relationship yeah yeah and this is like very practical because this is where a lot of people come in right and um but one thing I'm working with someone right now that really struggles with um they have a a a young child and they will uh look outside of themselves for you know sometimes validation of what Mm. if what they're doing with their child is quote unquote right or wrong right and so something that's been really powerful for him and that I start with a lot of people with is number one what do I think you know like Mm. what do I think and starting there um And in that process of what do I think is then also having the courage to start unplugging, noticing where am I plugged into other people outside of me, into their opinions or perspectives or viewpoints and start pulling that energy back and start unplugging from them. Um, And then one more thing is what we've talked about already is this piece around like, if you're not sure of what you think, if you say, well, what do I think? And the answer is, I don't know. Then it's about closing your eyes taking a deep breath and connecting to your body and asking yourself, well, what do I feel? Mm. You know, what do I intuitively feel? Because some part of you already knows, like the answer is already there to be claimed. It's like, we're just seeking the answer outside of ourselves. And so a big process is really coming back to your body, back to yourself and listening for, um, listening for, what's already available for you and claiming that in that moment. I love that. I love how you brought up the feel because that's like typically what I say, like, or what helped me was about a situation or about the day. Like I would just write in my journal, like today I feel dot, dot, dot. And I would just see like what comes up because like we so easily don't tap into like how we're feeling about a person, about a situation or just throughout the day. And then that can linger into like, what do I think about this? I love that. And when it comes to like tapping into the body, I, I, I just want to like reiterate this because like breath work has completely changed my life this year. I don't know if you've tried it, but oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. So, so obsessed that I like, I'm in a six month um, mentorship program to become a facilitator. Cause like before we had, I, my mentor said, she's like, before we had drugs, we had our breath. Right. And like, you can cultivate that relationship with yourself. Just take 10 deep breaths. And just close your eyes and be like, what do I think? What do I feel? That, that answer, like that, that comes to you, like that's usually it, right? But that, then you doubt that. So just stick with that instinctual, like knowing that comes within. Um, I, love, I love breath work. I just always have to say that because it's so powerful. And that's why I started too, is what do you think? Because for so many of us, we're so in our head. Like for <laughs> me, before I started this, pro- now I'm in my body, but before that I was so in my head right? I didn't even know what it meant to feel anything because I was Mm. so disconnected and it wasn't safe to feel. So for the person that's an overthinker, it's like, we got to start with what I think, but eventually now when you move into doing this work, it's you leave with the feeling. Yeah. And that's where you're working up to is really connecting to that breath, which is power. The breath work is powerful to do that. I love that too. Yeah. It's huge. Mm, yeah, you're right. There, there's a part of me, like, I didn't even know how to feel because I was so numb from, I was on pills. I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety and like that numbed me out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course I didn't feel it because I was numb. And so like, I didn't even know how, to, what I was feeling. You're right. I had to start with like, what am I thinking to then once I 
then dropped the medicine, how am I feeling? And that was a fun journey to go on because like we sometimes view these emotions as bad and then that causes us to repress them and suppress them more, right? Because we don't trust ourselves to mm-hmm. that these emotions are valid and that they mm-hmm. should be felt, right? But really like you should feel them so you can release them and just trust that the emotion coming up is for you to process, to keep moving. I want to, I want to comment on that actually, because that's really powerful and profound, um, is that the way my coach described to me, you know, about feeling is that no feeling fully felt number one will last forever. Mm. And number two feelings, like you said, are not good or bad. They're just simply a signal that some part of us needs our attention. And so, um, you know, I, on some level, right? Like when it comes to mental health, there's people out there that in order to function, they need medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other level of that is like the medicine also is suppressing how we feel. And actually the way through our trauma or the, whatever the anxiety, the depression is through feeling. And it's about turning back on those feelings, but in a way that, um, you know, I use this a lot as well, because when you go from a place, and I was the same way when I went from a place of not feeling anything, so disconnected, so numb to turning feelings back on, that can be very overwhelming for someone. And so I want people to know that if you're in that place, it's not that you jump into the deep end of the pool and you just start feeling fucking everything, right? Like I use the analogy of like, all right, we're going to dip the toe in and see how that feels. And then we're going to come back out and then we're going to dip our, you know, you know, all four or all five toes in <laughs> yeah. and then our foot and then our ankle and all that. So it's like, really gradually knowing that the, the emotion is there so that the part of us that needs our attention can receive whatever it is that it needs or that it's seeking. I, yeah, so well said. And it, it can be overwhelming, but it's that signal that like we need to pay attention to what's going on a little bit more deeply inside. And like, I just want to like give you guys the permission because it's so funny. I have clients who are like, the fact that I feel 10 times better crying or screaming because you gave me permission to do so it's probably from our upbringing, like our parents or our teachers being like, don't cry, don't scream, you're throwing a tantrum. No, fucking throw a tantrum. Go in your room, close the door, punch a pillow, scream, cry, rage, I don't care, stomp, but do something to help you process that emotion because emotions are just energy emotion. And so like when I tell my clients to do that, like, yeah, it's awkward at first because we're adults, but like it's not to be in it and to sink it, like be stuck in it. It's just to feel it to then release it, so just want to add that in, give you guys permission to go, go scream. If you have to go in your car, go scream. If you have kids, you can't do it in your house. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, um, just on that note with my daughter, right? Like a lot of times too, for anyone that has have children, or even if you don't have kids, when you do have kids, um, our kids trigger our own inner child unmet needs. Mm. And so, um, what was happening, what I noticed on the, you know, probably when I was, in 2019, when Savannah was very little, she had needs. And in meeting her needs, my inner child felt like her needs were being met because her needs, my daughter's needs are more important than my needs. And so like when you come to, you know, sleepless nights or nights where she's not sleeping so well, 
I would have tuning into the sensation, right? I was having so much anger rising up and I would give myself permission to go into the other room and just scream the shit into my pillow (laughs) to release that and not hold on to it. And that's so powerful to give yourself that space to do that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a parent, but uh, you're not the first parent to tell me that. Like, (laughs) you know, they just scream and like, yeah, just let it out. I love it. Um, So circling back to the self-doubt, you know, it, it, it is very similar to like the not enough mindset, but there is a little different right, difference, right? So like when working with clients or if with yourself, like how do you, like sometimes we can trust ourselves, but not feel enough. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like how do you, or how have you gone through it yourself or with clients to empower yourself, empower them enough to know that like I am enough and I can accomplish everything I want so that they can feel confident and and capable. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right. Like not enough and trust or self-doubt is two separate things. Right. And like, uh, it's just interesting that the, the reason why I say those two things are the two things I work with is because that was my own experience. Right. (laughs) Like, Uh, And that's what's most prevalent with the people that I work with. Um, And so when it comes to not feeling enough, like number one is looking at in all the areas of your life, like just doing a a bit of a reflective exercise of like, where do I not feel enough in my life? And I cannot tell you, like when I did that, I felt not enough in literally every aspect of my life that I wasn't measuring up, you know, as a mom or like you know also our experiences will mirror that not enough mindset so what I mean by that is with motherhood there was a time and a period where I couldn't produce enough milk for Savannah and how much did that make me feel not enough right um so it's like and you know I had experiences in corporate where I was getting turned down for different promotions and I felt not enough in those moments Mm -hmm. or uh you know one of the experiences from college my first my uh first job from being an intern to going to full-time I didn't get that job and that's what put me into the job that I held but basically I felt not enough in that area and so number one is just looking at like where is that a theme in my life And you'll be blown away how that belief and that mindset, if you have it, shows up in every fucking area of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's that's an opportunity for you to say, well, what is this mirroring to me about myself that I need to own, integrate, or heal? And so that was a key place for me to understand that I need to start owning my worth and know that I'm worthy and know that I'm deserving. Um, But before we get to that place, something else to understand around this not enough mindset is that when you think back to being a kid and as kids, all we deeply want is truly just to fit in, be loved, be accepted and to feel safe, right? It's like on the deepest level, if our needs aren't being met and I'm not getting my need for love fulfilled in the way that I need it to, and I'll use it from the example of a parent, then it's much easier for a child to comprehend with their brain and say, well, I must not be enough. I Mm -hmm. must, you know, I must need to do X, Y, and Z, and then I will feel loved. And then I will feel accepted. You know, like the love is conditional. You know, for me, it was achieving. Well, okay, I don't feel enough in this area. So I need to achieve more. I need to do more. I need to accomplish more, right? Yeah. Um, And so it's a lot easier for us to find fault 
fault in ourselves as kids, because when we do that, then it becomes within our control to fix it. And so then I became a control freak and a fixer as a result of it. Um, But when we, it's a lot more painful to face the other truth, which is, well, my parents actually couldn't give me what I deeply needed. Uh, And in acknowledging that I couldn't get what I needed, I'm acknowledging that that they have fought, I'm taking them off of the pedestal. And then that makes me have to feel the pain that I didn't get the love that I needed. And that's more painful to feel. So we stay stuck in, I'm not enough. Because if we acknowledge I am enough, and my parents just couldn't give me what I needed, then there's a lot of uh, pain around sadness, abandonment, you know, anger, uh-huh. grief, whatever it is. So I want us to see also how the not enough mindset is serving us. And that's why we stay stuck in it. Um, no, that's huge. That is so yeah. huge. And like a big shift that I made, and I know it's impacted my clients too, is like, we're all humans, right? And developing like the perspective that we're doing the best we can with the resources we're given and with that said your parents did the best they could with the resources they were giving based on their upbringing based on their experiences right and like learning to see them like they're human they made mistakes or whatever like it's it's like a generational thing right and so taking that ownership and really being like okay like that's how I felt back then and as a child we create stories and meanings to things that aren't actually true because like at the end of the day, like you are enough, you are yeah. worthy. Right. But it's like having to do the work, which people don't like to do because it's uncomfortable and it's painful and you have to take the control and responsibility because it's easier to blame somebody else than to take ownership. But life yeah, gets so well, much and, better when and you on do. That point, it's like the story is our truth in that moment. And mm-hmm. it is the truth of what served us in that moment you know if you think think about not enough in that from that perspective it's like yeah it serves me to acknowledge i'm not enough because it keeps me safe and so this is where uh making the shift of understanding it served me in a moment it kept kept me safe and protected but asking is it serving me right now and the answer usually always is no (laughs) i love that one that's where yeah you start unraveling the story and seeing it as a story oh that is good because yeah that could have been your safety story mechanism back then but that back then is not right now and it's not your future Ooh, I like that one. I like that. So yeah, I I mean, I think it's funny, like when you're feeling in the slumps, asking yourself, like, what's that thought? And is it more of like the self-doubt or is it the, I'm not enough? And doing those practices of like, how can you build up that belief in yourself that you are enough? And maybe that is creating an affirmation and jumping up and down and telling yourself, no, I'm fucking enough and I'm worthy because I am. Like, I forget what the percentage is of like you being born, but like, if you're listening to this right now and you're alive and you're breathing, like you're here for a reason and you're good enough. You may not be good at everything, but who is right. But you're good enough to be doing whatever it is you're desiring and you're worth doing the work and building that trust within yourself to live the best life that you can, because we only have one life. Yeah. And I forget the second part of your question, because I feel like there was another piece around maybe like. Oh, how do you how do you integrate the not enoughness but it's I don't maybe it was just like 
don't remember. Well, I was going to just touch on, um, yeah, how do you make that shift? So like once you understand and you're aware that you have this belief, like now what? (laughs) How great, how great would it be to just turn on a fucking light switch and think that you're enough, right? Like, of course, I had a magic wand and booped you over your head with it. (laughs) I know, right? Believe it. Um, But I feel like a big part of that process is exactly what you said is knowing that if you're breathing and being and existing that you are here for a reason. And so another big part of the, the process, and I know that this is probably for you too, because I feel like this came up when we chatted before is around you're giving yourself permission to be. And so, so many of us are so caught up in doing that. We don't let ourselves just simply be and exist. And a big part of my journey and process to coming back to who I was and knowing that I was enough was coming back to just meditating and sitting in stillness and being and not doing one fucking thing other than just simply being and existing and seeing the beauty of myself in that moment, you know, like even when it comes to earning income or losing weight or like whatever it is, before we achieve the thing we want to achieve, we have to first acknowledge that we're worthy as we are, that, mm-hmm. that thing that we want doesn't make us any more worthy or any more deserving. It's like, we already are, you know, we already are, we already, I am, I am in the, I am right. And so it's like in, in really giving yourself permission to feel the power of your essence, of your being, of your divine beauty, of knowing that there's God, source, universe, whoever flowing through you, that you mm-hmm. are, you know, how crazy is it that, you put a piece of food in your mouth and when you chew it, it doesn't like come out the other end as a banana. If you're eating a banana, right? You don't have to think about the digestive process. You don't have to tell your body to digest your food, right? You don't have to tell your lungs to breathe. So it's like, there is an innate intelligence flowing through us. And when you can surrender to this idea that I am this divine living being, then it's like fucking amazing when you can celebrate, you're just simply being here and existing. Yeah, like you're a powerhouse. And I totally agree. Like meditating, journaling were the best practices for me to work on my belief in myself, my trust within myself, my my worthiness of being good enough. And maybe that first stems from you writing down where you don't feel good enough in. It might be everything, but then you recreating the story and you writing down what am I good enough and like reprogram your mind, right? Because that's just the story and belief you're telling yourself. But what if you told yourself the opposite? What would that reality look like for you? And like, obviously, sometimes it entails doing deeper work and getting guidance. And that's what us coaches are here for. I mean, we didn't get here without mentorships and coaches. Like we got here because we did the work with the guidance because you don't know what you don't know and you don't know your blind spots. But like having someone to guide you who's already been on that journey with you or before you, like that's huge. Like how could you not, right? You want someone that practices what they preach. Like you said, like the reason why you know what you know and you can do what you do with your clients is because you went through it yourself. You get it. So you can feel like, nope, I'm not taking that bullshit because I've been in your shoes and that doesn't have to be a reality forever, right? I bet you that's like how you feel when you're coaching. Yeah, and um, just on that point around your mindset and questioning your thoughts, it's like, that's where it starts is questioning 
your beliefs and being able to create space where you're not so identified to your beliefs, mm. where you can see, you know, almost like a, a fly on a wall or a movie running in front of you, or you can just, you can notice the thought and not attach to the thought. Um, yes. And this is from something that Byron Katie said that I'll, I'll use a lot. She has a one pager on her website called the work, which is like so beautiful. It just says, you know, is this true? And a lot of us will be like, well, yeah, I'm not enough, right? So first level, is this true? And maybe some people think it's yes. The next level, can I know with absolute certainty that this is true? The answer <laughs> usually is no. And then it's yeah. like, well, what if the opposite of that thought were true? Uh, you know, and going into the opposite. And what would my life be like if I put in, I don't forget, I don't remember the exact wording of her last two statements, but I know one of it is like, what would my life be like if I believe that the opposite were true? Oh, yes. Create that reality in your brain. Yeah. I love that. A lot of times we're creating our experience. So we're only seeing, we're only, we're, we're seeing experiences that validate the belief. Yes. So if we let go of the belief and we validate the other end of the belief that I am enough, what experiences validate that I am enough? Ooh, yeah. Like how can you gain evidence to support this new belief which yeah. is what I love to do I love always telling my clients like is this ultimately true a thousand percent a thousand percent no no okay cool so let's ditch it I love that and like when you can create that ask your question like you said when you create the question of like well what would it look like if it was the opposite like when you can like close your eyes and try to visualize yourself or that situation the oppositely right and like what would that look like you're already creating that reality because it's already there but then it's like being able to you know find that evidence with it I love it I love this work (laughs) I love talking to you (laughs) it's just so fun because it literally just it feels like life is a game and it's like wait we actually like we have control, but we don't, but we do have control. Like what we focus on expands. So if you keep yes. focusing on the lack of trust and that I'm not good enough, that's just going to make the reality, your reality, like you're going to create situations, attract people feelings to validate that reality. But if you take control of your thoughts and what you tell yourself and catch yourself, which is the power of meditation and journaling, because you can kind of like bring it to your awareness you change your reality, which we both have done. So it's like, you guys, we're living proof that like, if you're not happy with where you're at and you're struggling, you are not alone. We have been there. Many people have, many people still are, but don't let that hold you back from making a change because that's not actually who you are. And you can change how you feel about yourself and your life. And it's never too late to change. I don't care if you're listening to this and you're in college you're like, well, I can't ditch my major now. Or if you're like 70, you can always make a change. I believe in that, but it's never too late. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the story, the story is just the story. That's it. The problem is that we become so attached and identified to the stories that we have no separation between what is true. But it's like, yeah. if you start to understand the story is just a story, then you can recreate your story. Ooh, ooh, that was a good one. Yes. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> Should write that down. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so true. It's just a story. So just close the chapter on where you're at now and let's start writing your story. The new one. I love it. I am well, write that down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll send it to you so you can like figure out what you said. But 
I love it. I love everything you have to say. So where, where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you so they can start working on recreating those stories or working on the self-doubt or the not good enough or whatever they're at? to tell us where, where can they find you so they can connect with you? And I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm most active on Instagram. My at handle is at it's Aaron Bogdan, B-O-G-D-A-N. Uh, and also on LinkedIn, actually, I'm going to be started to write, started to create, uh, a lot of articles there. My, my intention or goal also for early in this year is to get a blog up for myself because I've just found that I, one part of my creative expression is really just writing and expressing in that way. Um, and then my website is my name, just www.aaronbogdan.com. And then in terms of like, trying to think what I have coming up and, and that's happening. Um, I'm going to be doing a panel event, uh, a Zoom panel event in March, I think March 23rd. Ooh. And I'll, I don't know that I don't fully know the like topic or title, but it's going to be something around this of like, you know, letting go of being burnt out and saying yes to you, something in that realm. <laughs> Um, and then I also just work with people one-on-one through my authentically you coaching program, which is just a very, uh, 90 day intensive coaching experience where we basically deal with literally deal with these two core issues, um, to help you step into your and embody who you were truly born to be and express that to the world. I love that. Oh, it's so powerful. And you guys, like, obviously I'm an advocate in investing yourself and investing in coaches, but like the most successful people in the world wouldn't be where they are without coaches, right? Like you don't know, you don't know, you don't know your blind spot. So definitely go follow her, stay in connection. If you feel called, if you're feeling that in your body, go message her because it's so powerful when you take control of your life and you have someone there to help support you, guide you and hold you accountable. I promise your life will never be the same. Yeah. And actually on that note, I would absolutely love anyone that really resonated with this, any points that you took away, anything that really resonated with you, like, please share that with either of us uh, because, you know, DM either of us, because like, that's, that's my why for doing Mm. this work, because this journey isn't always easy. And it's important for people to know that too. Like saying yes to you isn't always easy. Um, And so it's like my motivation, my deeper why not only first is my daughter to change her stories to show her what's possible, but then deeper is to uh, serve in a really big, powerful way. And so I, nothing warms my heart more than when people tell me, you know, what, what impact I've had on their life in different ways. So I agree. I love it. Yeah. Definitely take a screenshot, tag us both on Instagram so we can reshare it and we can connect and yeah. Tell us your your takeaways or if any of there's like a little like nugget there that like really hit you, let us know because we would love to hear back. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate it. I absolutely loved this conversation. I'm so excited for everybody to listen to. Is there any last words that you would like to share with the listeners? Uh, I'm thinking of like one nugget of thing that I can leave you with our homework assignment. (laughs) Uh, Cause that's (laughs) what to do is integration pieces. And I think it's just to, um, 
do something today or this week that really makes you feel fully alive in your being. And that mm. could be something for me, it's a lot of times movement, but something that's going to stretch you, that's going to connect you into the power and the depth of who you truly are and feel that now, because that's already available to you. It's just about tuning and tapping into it more. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate it. I hope you guys all enjoyed and I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. I appreciate you so much and cannot wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, continue to shine bright and embrace your radiance.